0: Good evening, good to see everybody. We have been so excited to come and Hume Lake has become a very special part for our church too because about 10 or 12 years ago, we sent a group up here, our youth group uh, to Hume and it's just incredible to see how the value of coming to camp at Hume has grown in our community and our kids from our our church bring so many of their friends from surrounding junior highs and high schools, that it's one of our greatest outreach um, events of the year. Just one of the things we really value because everybody comes. And just last week, I was at our women's retreat and met um, a woman there whose son had gone to camp about eight years ago to high school camp. And over the course of eight years, she has watched him walk with Jesus and... uh, you know, his relationship with God and just what that's looked like through high school and college, and now graduated from college. And now she, eight years later, is seeking the Lord Jesus and joined us on our women's retreat. So it's just so cool to see how, even in the life of a child, God can use a child to reach a whole family. Yeah, so that is exciting, and we're so thankful to Hume. So this weekend, we are going to study kind of the theme of the weekend is Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 to 30. So many of you have probably heard this verse before, but let me just read it to you one more time. And we're going to read just 28 to 30. Let's just pray and then um, look into God's word. God, thank you so much for these words I know I had read them so many times before, and yet as I prepared, they were fresh for me. So God, we pray that your spirit would sweep our hearts tonight and our minds as you bring the scriptures alive, and you invite us into your presence, and you speak into our hearts and minds. So thank you, God. We have great expectation as we meet you in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So... Matthew 28, or Matthew 11:28 28 to 30. This is out of the New American Standard Version. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So have you heard that, those verses before? Yeah, most of you? Good. I love it because when, you think, when I think of us as women, I think of how important it is for us to be invited. We care about that, don't we? I think extroverts care more than introverts, but we care if we're invited. And just about a couple of weeks ago, I was sitting with a dear friend and we were, you know, we we're having coffee and talking and I said, I, I don't feel like you're doing very well. And she said, you know, I'm really upset because our friend's daughter's getting married, and she wasn't invited to the wedding. And she said, I've walked beside her in different seasons of life, and I feel like we're close friends. But the thing is, she didn't know her daughter very well. And for those of you who have had a wedding or planned a wedding, you know when the numbers get cut, sometimes even some of your dearest friends don't get to come. But she was devastated because she wasn't invited. And I feel her pain. I've been there. Many of you have probably been there too. But what's so amazing about Jesus is he doesn't pick a list and leave some of us out. He invites all of us to come. And I don't know if you, we were remembering in the room backstage the first time we realized that Jesus called us to come. Think about that. And some of you still may be in that place where you haven't felt that invitation to come, but let me tell you tonight what he's inviting you to come to. It's so exciting. So, we're gonna look tonight just in this short time about, to think about that we all are invited. That's what I wanna show you first through the scripture. I want God to show you. Secondly, what he means when he invites us to come. And thirdly, how do we come? Because a lot of times we think about, you know, well, what am I going to wear if I go? So when you think about Jesus, I don't know about you, but I'm worried about how I'm going to come. So we're going to talk about that too. So let me just read in three different versions the same verse, and I want you to listen to it. So three more times, okay? The first is NAS, come to me, all who labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Okay, we heard that. This is the amplified, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened, and I will cause you to rest. I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls. And then the message, are you tired? How many of you are tired as you came in here tonight? <laughs> Worn out, burned out on religion even? Come to me, get away with me, and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take real rest. How many are in for that tonight? I am. So first I wanna just create a little bit of context. Why does Jesus ask us to come in this passage? So if we look back in, even in the verses before in verse 25, and then if you look in, in Matthew 9, 36 and 37, remember when Jesus went out into the multitudes and he felt compassion for them because they were like people, they were like sheep without a shepherd, they were lost. He knew they did not understand what he was about to do. Also in 25, we look at, in prior to verse 25, we look at his interactions and as he watched the Pharisees or the Jewish leaders, and they were all figuring out how to do this thing with God. And they kept going back to performance. What I do, am I good enough? You're not good enough. You're not acknowledging the Sabbath. You're not doing this, you're not doing that. Bickering over what it meant to have faith in God. And Jesus says in verse 25, he says at that time, or let's see. 20, yeah, 25. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things, this way of life, my life, this easy rest from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. So he sets up this kind of paradox where he's saying even the wisest Jewish leaders and the intelligent people don't get what I'm saying. What I'm saying is gonna come easiest to like an infant. So this is kind of crazy, right? He is so aware of our need to understand and that we are worn out. He knows we're confused. He knows they didn't get it. He knows we're thirsty, John 7, 37 and 38. He knows we're needy, like I mentioned in Matthew 9. He knows we need a shepherd, like I mentioned in, in Matthew 9 as well. He knows we don't get it. And even the religious think they get it, but they don't. So he says again, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So the first thing he offers by helping us understand these things is he invites us to come, right? He says, come. And like I said, there is so much power in the invitation to come. I remember the first time I saw John, turn turn to John chapter 1, 35 to 39. John 1, 35 through 39. So again, the next day, John was standing with two of his disciples and he looked at Jesus As Jesus walked up and said, behold, the Lamb of God. So he had told everyone that Jesus was coming, but here on the scene, Jesus arrives. They recognize, there he is, the Lamb of God. So that's probably a pretty big deal, right? They've heard about the guy. They've been taught about the guy, and the guy is there. So, you know, most of us would be like, oh, you know, there he is, and wonder if I can get his autograph, and is it really him? And it says they recognized him as the lamb of god and the two disciples heard him speak and they began to follow jesus and jesus turned i love all these moments in the gospels where jesus turns right or he just knows he just he acknowledges us and he saw these following and he said to him said to them what do you seek so what do you really want guys He always asked the best questions. And they said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? So I don't know about you, but if I just meet someone, when they ask me questions like that, I get nervous. And they wanted to know where he was staying. And what's his response? Come. Come with me. Come on. Come and you will see. And it's interesting because just like in Matthew 11:28, 28, that invitation to come is a, an invitation of intimacy. It's not just like, you know, come work out with me and, you know, show up at the gym or, hey, yeah, let's get coffee sometime. It's an intimate invitation inviting them into his life. Inviting them into personal relationship, watching what he ate, when he slept, where he went, who he talked to, what he said. So this really intimate invitation to come. And think about that, what that would mean to you and what it meant to them. In John 4.10, he says, all who are thirsty come and what he will satisfy us, right? Right? the same kind of come that that come that's a dependent intimate come so many of us we know about Jesus we've heard about Jesus we even some of you probably have so much knowledge about Jesus i've known jesus since i was eight i have i have a lot of knowledge about jesus i even have experience about Jesus and yet sometimes in my life for different circumstances one or another I'm ashamed to come I'm afraid to come I don't want to come right or I think if I come he's not going to be enough and he's saying come come when you're weary and heavy laden I will give you rest. We become the uninvited to the included, and I love that. Jesus alone reveals the divine plan and offers himself to us. He calls to people burdened and weighed down and invites them to rest, doesn't he? But first we have to know we're invited to come, and we have to be willing to come. Do you really believe that you're invited to come? Just think about that. Think about where you are in your life right now. Do you really believe that you're invited to come? So secondly, we, he invites us to come in whatever condition we're in. Because you might be sitting there, I've sat there in different seasons in my life and thought, that's great for everyone else to come, but I, I just can't. Like, I can't come with this thing that I have. I remember a season where my son was 11 years old and he went into a blackout depression and was in the hospital for nine months. And every day, almost every moment in the day, I, I was just, I didn't know whether I could come, I didn't know whether it was enough. I would come, but then I'd go. I'd come, and then I'd go. And I was ashamed that I didn't have more faith that God was going to take care of him, and other times I knew he was going to take care of him, but just that push-pull of like, yes, Lord, I come to you, I rely on you, and then other moments like, where are you? You're not there. You're not inviting me to come. So first we have to establish that you know without a doubt he wants you to come and that we want to come and that we can come in whatever condition we're in, right? It's not a surprise because he says, Come, you who are weary and heavy laden. So he's not saying scrub up and then come or dust off and then come or do this or do that. He's saying, I know where you are and I want you to come. Come close, um, about a month ago, I was babysitting uh, Brooke's son, August, and he started reciting the words to this song. And it was so fast, I could barely understand him. But he's so passionate, and he's like, this is my favorite movie, Mimi! And it's about a strong guy, and I love it! And do you want to watch it? And I, like, wanted to call Brooke and go, do you let him watch movies? You know, I wasn't sure. And then and she said I could. So we turned it on, and I want you to look at it, I'm just going to play it for like a minute and a half, because I want you to see how this woman comes across and see what you feel as you watch it. Drip, drip, it'll never stop, whoa. right? Yeah. Pressure like drip, drip, drip. I like He sings it. But what's amazing is he told me that's his favorite movie because he wants to be a, you know, he's like this big. He wants to be a strong guy. But when I watched that movie, I don't know about you, but she is crumbling under the pressure of everything she has to carry. And I have to believe that in a room this size with all of us, there are pressures and burdens that we're carrying that it's that visual of her just trying to hold it all up and it just keeps dripping and under the pressure she feels like she's going to snap and that's the condition we can come to jesus in he's not asking for anything like megan said from any of us if we're burdened if we're heavy laden we can come to him that way. I love that, he was my salvation when my son was gone for so long. And all the days of I carried the burden of like, I, he can't, he's not getting better. Like there's nothing more we can do. The burden just dripped and dripped and dripped. Some of us have work pressures, family pressures, Relational pressures, health pressures, finances, job. Some of you might be disappointed spiritually, just like pressure. You don't feel as intimate with the Lord as you have been in the past, just because of life. And the question we want to ask ourselves is are we willing to come? Are we willing to accept the invitation that Jesus offers us? He says, come, come all you weary ones. Come all you heavy laden women. You can come just like that. I invite you to come with me, to commune with me. You don't have to do anything. So what is even more incredible is that he says the best way to come is like a child. We don't have to do it any great way. All we have to do is come like a child, right? Remember in 11:25, let's turn back to Matthew and look at 11:25 where he says, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things, this rest, this way of life, the gospel from the wise and intelligent, and I have revealed them to infants. So you know as a woman, I know as a woman, that what. think about the posture of an infant, okay? Because that tells us what Jesus is applauding as we look at an infant. Infants are dependent, right? They're hungry, they don't know their needs. They, they come for food but they don't even know where the next meal is gonna come from, do they? They just come because they're hungry. Like Jesus says, when we're thirsty, come to him, and he will give us living water. So Jesus says, all you have to do is come, come to me like an infant, like an infant that's hungry, that latches onto the mother's breast, that has no idea where the next meal is gonna come from. It's crazy, isn't it? I have another little granddaughter who is one. And when she goes to, it was first nursing, right? Just go into the breast. And that is where most of her satisfaction came from. But now a bottle, but she knows she's so dependent, right? With no knowledge of the next event, the next hour, the next time period, where the next meal is gonna come from or if she's gonna get hungry again, she's not even worried about that, right? You feed the baby, they're happy, and then they go play. And Jesus says, just come to me like an infant. Psalm 8-2 says, from the mouth of infants and nursing babes, you have established strength. That dependence creates strength. So coming as a baby with a posture as dependent, expectant, weak, and in need. Luke ten twenty one also says, you have hidden these things from the wise and have revealed them to the infants. It's just crazy that that's the only thing or one of the things that Jesus says is so important is our posture as we come. And we can come as an infant. We don't need to be all grown up. I didn't need to know any more about what was going to happen with my son is the fact that Jesus was going to be with me in that day, in that moment, and then the next day, in that moment, and then the next day, some days flat on the carpet, just beside myself, and other days having great faith that one day God would heal him. But I just had to come like an infant. Him feeding me, me drawing close in his bosom, allowing him to feed me. And Jesus says, come to him. Elizabeth Elliot says, fear and burden arise when we imagine everything depends on us. Right? Fear and burden arise when it's everything is on us. Jesus says, come to me and give it to me. Your weariness, your burdens, your heavy ladenness, and I will give you rest. We want to obsess over our burden, and He wants us to obsess over Him. Right? We just want to fixate and obsess on our burden, and He wants us to obsess over Him. We can't come to Him when we're stuck on our burden. But as we come to him with our burden, that's when rest. And we're going we're to go into all this this weekend, but that's when rest is given. So I wanted to talk about, just in closing, before I have Brooke come up, there's a time where, there's always a time, I think, in our lives where we want to come And then we get in other seasons, like I said, where we don't want to come. But there was a time when my sister, and I'm going to cry about this because I love my sister. She went through a very, very difficult time. And we would talk about coming to God with the thing she was traveling through, you know, day after day, over and over. And she said, Denise, I don't even have words to process with God What I'm going through like I still trust him. I still believe in him and I know Jesus is the only way For peace and rest But I literally can't speak words as I relate with him. So she said Every morning she would get down on her knees like she'd get out of bed And she'd just get down on her knees and she'd go like this like jesus I she wouldn't say it just in her posture she'd say jesus i come to you i lay down my burdens before you and just sit with him this intimate exchange of just acknowledging him coming to him but literally having no words have you ever been in a place like that where you don't even know how to pray but he says you don't know you don't know how you don't have to Because you can come to me like an infant, and I will feed you, and I will grow you, and I will nurture you so that you will become strong and that you will have rest. And I love that picture that my sister talked about. is just the posture of an infant, just a baby, baby step. So we're going to, Brooke's going to come up, and we're going to talk, we're going to kind of identify some areas of our life where we need to come to jesus and some of you a big step might just be to be on your knees this weekend you could be angry you could be disappointed you could be suffering you could be on a mountaintop but some of you might just be in that posture of like jesus i want to come and that's what we've prayed for is just that you would know without a shadow of a doubt, that Jesus has invited you. That nothing would keep you from that. Um, I I just wanna close with one more story. Um, I became a believer when I was eight years old, but in college I got to go on a mission trip to Japan. And the teaching in Japan was about our identity. And I grew up with um, a mother that came to Christ kind of late in her life, and my dad was an alcoholic, and he did not come to Christ until he, when he got cancer. And so growing up, I always felt like on the outside of church people. I just wasn't one of those kids, you know, that like they all knew each other and all their families went on stuff, and I just kind of felt like I was like a weird kid because i didn't feel like i belonged right i just had a different story than what i saw on the outside there and i remember in japan when they were teaching on identity in first peter the first time i realized it didn't matter where i came from it didn't matter what my background was it didn't matter if i was a star church kid or that i'd gone to youth group my whole life it didn't matter that in our house there were some secrets because my dad didn't look like everybody else's dad it didn't matter what mattered is that Jesus was invited me to come just the way I was that he gave me an identity and a priesthood and chose me no matter what my background was and I remember standing there and a light bulb went on And it was like, God, you love me, you chose me, you've invited me to come, and it's not just like I'm the weird church kid on the outside, you've invited me into your family and I belong there, and it changed my whole life, because I knew, I knew that I knew that I knew, you know that what Philippians know, just that, God loved me and I was part of his family. And that's my prayer for us this weekend is that we know we are invited to come. He's inviting you to come whether you already know him intimately or you're just standing there for one reason or another or you've never believed that he invites you into his family and you're part of his people when you place your faith in him. That's my prayer for this weekend. So, Brooke, why don't you come up and just uh, share kind of what we'd love to do together. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Can we just, um, let me just
1: pray. I forgot the most important thing. Father, thank you for this truth. Thank you for your truth. Thank you for revealing it to my mom. And I grew up knowing it because I learned it from her. Lord, I pray that tonight as we come to you, that we, you would just bring things to the surface of our minds right now. The places that we're stuck maybe. Maybe that's the thing right now. The, uh, the areas of our life that we are in deep need of your rest And your refreshment. Is it motherhood? Is it your spiritual life? Is it your relationships? Or love in your life? Or lack of it? Is it your value and your purpose or your identity? Father, now in this moment, would you just reveal to us the place that we need to receive the truth of your love? You invite all of us to come and you have words of love for us tonight and this weekend. thank you amen i am just absolutely honored to be able to get to do this part because this is like the introduction to our weekend together right we have just such a short window and i feel so passionate to just i'm not going to yell like my mom but to just gather everybody up and say like let's just let's go. Let's be honest about where we are before the Lord. And the cool thing is that we're at camp with each other, right? We're sitting in a room full of women. Some women that are new friends. Some of us maybe don't know anyone, but we're here all together. Some are with people that we trust. And so we're just going to take some time now. And I just ask that you would um, just ask the Lord that question, Where do I need to receive rest and refreshment from you? What space in my life? And so we're gonna, um I'm gonna give you some time to respond right now. And we're just gonna read a blessing over you. And it's so beautiful. I got to write these blessings. but really, All I did when I wrote them was I went through my favorite passages of Scripture, and I just wrote it into a prayer, into words of love and encouragement. So it's really the words of God for you. And so would you just think about it? There's four categories, and I mentioned them as I prayed just now, but the categories are motherhood, love and relationships, value, identity, and purpose. That's another category. And the final category is spiritual life. And so I would love if every single one of us would stand up. Because every single one of us, not, sorry, sorry, not right now. (laughs) Thank you, sorry. At one point for one of these categories. Because every single one of us needs to hear the words of love and blessing from our Father. Amen. So would you just ask the Lord now, what's a place? For some of us, it comes instantly. For others, maybe you need to pray about it. Take a moment to think about it. But I'm going to have some helpers come, some friends, some hosts this weekend who are just serving us and loving us and taking care of us, which is such a treat. And, um, and then we are going to pray for each other. If this is an area that you stand up for, that you need to receive a word of, of encouragement from the Lord, then uh, the people around, I would ask that you would you would just go find somebody who's standing. Just put a hand on them. If you're comfortable praying out loud pray out loud. If you're not, pray silently. Okay, so this first category is motherhood. If you would like to receive a blessing from the Lord in your motherhood, would you stand up now? I'm going to read these words of truth over you. If you want to close your eyes and just let it soak over you, I encourage you to do that. May you know that you are my beloved You are my precious daughter. I love you with the perfect love of a perfect father. And I promise to care for you as a shepherd cares for his sheep. I know your greatest needs and I know your deepest desires because I made you. And the life that I have for you is one of abundance and joy. I know you're tired. Breathe in my spirit, a gift that is with you always. I am the source of strength and peace and rest. Will you trust me to provide for you as you provide for your children? No matter what the circumstances, I will be enough. I have unlimited energy. I have the power to meet your needs. To give you hope and delight right in the middle of the messiness. To raise you up and renew your strength. I have a deep well of patience and kindness. Take hold of what is mine and offer that. It's okay that you don't always do it right. I'm understanding and my love and forgiveness are unfathomable. They never run out. So will you lay your worries about your children down at my feet? Don't forget I love them too, even more than you do. They are mine, and trust me with them. Fix your gaze on my face, and all else will dim. All you can do is love your precious ones with my love, and you can't offer my love to them if you haven't received it yourself. So rest. Let me be God, soak in my tender care for you. When you look for me, you will find me. When you listen for my voice, you will hear it. You are my daughter, and I have good things ahead for you in your life, and your children's lives. I am the God of light and life and every good and perfect thing, and I bless you, Mother. Your sacrificial love is seen by me. Press on. If you're sitting and you're, you're near someone who's standing, would you lay a hand on them if you're comfortable and just say a quick prayer? Father, I thank you for the mothers in the room. I thank you for their sacrifice. I pray that tonight they would be invited into your love and into your rest. That this weekend, you would just open them up to receive from you the source that never runs dry. Thank you, Father. We ask this in your name. Amen. I'm going to have Jen read this next category, relationships and love. If this is a place that you need blessing and encouragement in your life, in relationships and love, would you stand now?
2: This is for relationships and love. May you know that you are my beloved. You are my precious daughter. I love you with perfect love. I know your greatest needs and the deepest desires of your heart. I made you. The life I have for you is one of abundance and joy. Life may not look like you thought it would at this time, but I have not left your side and I promise I won't. Breathe in my spirit, a gift that is with you always. Trust me in the blessings and challenges of your marriage, singleness or difficult relationships. I will be enough. I am a friend and confidant. My love for you is pure. It is sacrificial and forgiving and others focused. It is generous, abundant, patient, and kind. It does not envy and it is not proud. It is not selfish or angry. It keeps no record of wrongs. This kind of love that I want to show you is a love of protection, truth, hope, and perseverance. Would you invite me in to show you what this perfect love looks like? When you look for me in the throes of messy relationships, I will show you the way. When you listen for my voice, you will hear it. I am the God of light and life and every good and perfect thing and I have good things ahead for you and your life and your relationships. I can heal, I can restore, I can bring life. Trust me. I bless you, daughter. I love you, and you are mine. I will show you love.
1: So will you just lay a hand on someone near you who's standing, needs prayer for this category?
2: Lord God, I lift up these women to you, the ones standing and the ones that couldn't quite make it out of their seats, Lord. Would you just show them how much you delight in them this weekend, Lord? Would you remind them again and again of your abundant love and that really, they're the apple of your eye. Lord, I pray that they would uh, just feel in their souls the understanding that you are enough and that your love is perfect and more than all that they need. Lord, I pray that you would help them to trust you for that. We love you. Amen.
1: This next category is value, identity, and purpose. If that's you, would you stand up and receive this blessing?
3: Value, identity, and purpose. May you know that you are my beloved, you are my precious daughter, and I love you with the perfect love of a perfect father. I promise to care for you as a shepherd cares for his sheep. I know your greatest needs and your deepest desires. I understand your thoughts and your ways. I made you. The life I have for you is one of abundance and meaning. Breathe in my spirit, a gift that is with you always, amen leading you and guiding you toward peace and purpose. Don't forget what you have been made for, daughter. Put your hope in the things that will not rust and fade. My word is eternal, and you were made for eternity. As you wonder how to spend your time and what you put your energy toward, take heart that I designed you to be this way. I will show you your strengths, and I will show you your weaknesses. Amen. You were made to be in relationship with me, to love me and to love others. When you fix your gaze on my face, everything else will come into focus. In me, you will find the purpose and value you seek. In everything you do, trust in me. Set your mind on that which is true and noble and pure. Do not go along with the way of the world, but let my truth renew your mind and revive your spirit. Then you will know my good, my pleasing, and perfect way. When you look for me, you will find me. When you listen for my voice, you will hear it. Go confidently forward. I have not given you a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power and love and self-discipline. You, me, are my daughter, and I have good things ahead for you and your life. I am the god of light and of life and every good and perfect thing. I made you to thrive and I will lead you each step as you seek my way. I bless you, daughter.
1: Do you put a put a hand on a person standing near you? Pray over them.
3: God, oh, thank you that you were so faithful, um, just so faithful to teach us this, to teach me this personally, Lord. We praise you that our value and our purpose and our identity is not in ourselves, that it is in Christ alone. We just want to give you the glory for that, Lord. Help us to remember that and carry that with us, Lord, to continue to trust in you, in you alone, for who we are, because we are yours. Amen.
1: Thank you for standing. That's a risk. If you know that you need encouragement in this last category, spiritual life, or if you haven't stood up yet, would you stand and receive this blessing? Who does not want to receive a blessing? All right.
4: May you know that you are my beloved. You are my precious daughter. I love you with the perfect love of a perfect father. This love isn't dependent on what you've done or haven't done. My love for you is forgiving and gentle. I desire to walk with you and to lead you into the abundant life. I promise to care for you as a shepherd cares for his sheep I know your greatest needs and deepest desires. I made you. Don't neglect the most precious gift I have given you, my spirit. When you don't know where to find me or how to begin, simply breathe. I am with you. My word will be a lamp to your feet, guiding you in the way that is good. When you fix your gaze on my face, Everything else will come into focus. In me, you will find the purpose and value you seek. Will you sit with me? Trust me with your heart and let my truth saturate your mind as you set it on that which is true and noble and pure. Meditate on me in the day and at night and you will grow roots that are firmly planted in living water. You will not be swayed by circumstances. You will bear fruit in your life, and you will experience true contentment and lasting peace. When you look for me, you will find me. When you listen for my voice, you will hear it. When you hear it, follow. You are my daughter, and I have good things ahead for you and your life. I so desperately desire you to become like me, walking in my power, authority, purpose, and love. I am the God of light and life and every good and perfect thing. I made you to know me, and when you know me and my love, you will not be disappointed. When you hear my voice again, it will excite you. When you begin to play your part in my kingdom on earth, You will truly live. We can start now. I bless you, daughter. Would you reach
1: a hand out and just take a moment to pray over someone standing near you?
4: Lord God, we love you, we praise you for who you are. Thank you that you've made us daughters if we've placed our faith in you. Thank you that we have not needed to do anything to clean ourselves up or to be good enough for you. Thank you that you love us unconditionally and are inviting us into abundant life with you. Lord, I pray this weekend you would help us to know deeply your love and your truth, that you would open our hearts and minds to hear from your word, and that we would rest in the peace that comes from knowing you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.